The following is a presentation of the Retro Network. 
Brady Bunch life, you mm-hmm. know, been a house full of kids. And, um, and I remember getting in trouble for certain things here and there and just kind of like, I don't even know where I'm going with this. <laughs> so, it's the, so you relating to this goes as far as I got in trouble. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah, there's nothing relatable about this episode <laughs> at all. Like, I mean, one thing, the closest I can come is um, between the summer between my junior and senior year, yeah. um, we moved up to Illinois, right? And I didn't have, really have time to say bye or see any of my friends. I mean, except for you. And, um, um, and it was kind of relatable, like with the kids when they come home and they're like, when you, she just fucking left. Like she didn't say bye or anything. Like I kind of, yeah. cause I talked to friends later on when I came back to Florida and they kind of had the same sentiment. Like you just fucking left. Like, like you didn't say bye. You didn't, <laughs> well, I didn't have your number. What the fuck is I supposed to do? Leave a note in your locker. It was summertime, man. Like <laughs> I was having so a neat summer. Like, Sorry. You like you told, <laughs> you told me, me to see you next year. <laughs> and I stayed I cool. Your, <laughs> I wrote in your yearbook to keep to KIT. Okay. You didn't KIT. I stayed cool. Like you said, I did That's do right. that. I kept my, my end up with the bargain. I, I kept smoking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, we had a we had an email from a from a listener, which I'll read when we get to it. Mm-hmm. And at the end right. of it, she said, "Keep smoking." I was oh, like, that's true. awesome! Good, good, good. We're gonna make that a thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I guess we can uh, go and take our first break. All right. Cool. And when we come back, we are gonna tackle Alice. No, we're gonna. Oh, we're no. Gonna, <laughs> we're gonna do this. I don't know. But we're gonna get into this. We're gonna get into Alice. We are. We're gonna keep. We're gonna tackle her and then, and then get into her get and into then her. tell yeah. her and then tell her goodbye. So, um, so yeah, we will be back. comic book fan we've got a few questions for you were you obsessed with x-men as a kid did you stand in line to get a copy of the death of superman in the black poly bag did you buy every image comic no matter how long it took to hit the shelves then have we got the show for you Wizards, the podcast guide to comics, is the podcast where Adam and Michael re-examine the 90s comic book boom through the pages of Wizard Magazine and explore the world of gimmick covers, massive crossover events, and find out if those 20 copies of X-Force number one you stashed in your long box really did put your kids through college. And that's not all. We also bring you exclusive interviews with former Wizard staff members who tell behind-the-scenes stories from the guide to comics that defined a generation. In our special series, The Wizard Files. And wait, there's more! You'll get mini-episodes with 90s comic book reviews and more nostalgic fun. Wizards, the podcast guide to comics is brought to you by the Retro Network every Wednesday. So subscribe today on your favorite podcast app, and remember to keep your books bagged and boarded.
And we are back. Okay. We have did the you, Brady Bunch. Did you see? Did you see what I did on the bed? Where I was trying to. I did. Max yeah, Summer I can actually flip. see it now because you have a wider thing. I thought you've been doing it on the floor this whole time. That's kind of cheating. <laughs> I'm cheating a little bit, but I'm. You know, <laughs> I did like the back, the back somersault jumpy jam. That's Are you going to call that the Van Sickle? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have the Brady Bunch, season four, episode ten, entitled "Goodbye." Alice, hello. <laughs> Facts about the episode. I don't know how to say that title. It doesn't make any sense. Goodbye, <laughs> Alice. Hello. I mean, Goodbye, it sounds Alice. like hello. Like I don't know. Is it a reference to something? I don't know. I'm not, it sounds like what was it? The the twenty thousand dollar pyramid? No, um, password. Remember the pa- old password TV show? The password. But like the password is <laughs> goodbye, Alice. Hello. <laughs> All right, some so. facts about the episode. First aired November 24th, 1972, five days before my birthday. Uh-huh. Well, two years two years before I was born. But Yeah. <laughs> written by Milt Rosen. Whoever the hell that is. And directed by George Tyne. Whoever the hell that is. There you go. Now, normally, so, now, for, if this is your first episode... Normally we know who these like writers and directors are because oh, we yeah, see their yeah. names a lot. And, but these two guys, that's why we're like, we've never seen their names before. So, you know, it's a good thing we're doing this episode. Yeah. Because Robert Reed was like, you know what? I don't know, Milt. I don't know, George. Fuck this. I ain't doing it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Some facts about the episode according to IMDb. This is the first of two shows in which Robert Reed did not appear. Mm-hmm. Do you remember you know the, what the other second one, one is? Second yeah, one is the, the last f- one. Yeah. The finale, yeah. Yeah. So he pulled an Alice. He's just like, fuck you guys, bye. <laughs> the music cue that plays when the broken lamp is shown is the same music cue that is used for the ta- taboo tiki idol in the Hawaiian episodes. Yes. In a somewhat risque scene for the Brady Bunch, Alice forbids Bobby and Cindy from going swimming at a neighbor's house when she opens their robes. And discovers that they're skinny dipping. Hmm. This scene is usually cut for syndication. Yeah, it's uh, it's pretty fucked up. (laughs) And also the and the last scene, the restaurant manager, yeah, was also the hardware store owner from season two, I think. Really? When they when they broke the vase and they had to go get super glue or whatever. Remember we were making fun of him because he's just like the worst salesman ever. He's like, yeah, totally. He was also the magic store owner. What? When Peter wanted to be a magician. Really? Yes. Same guy. Huh. <clears throat> so apparently he jumps from job to job. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Um, yeah. That's why he was such a Maybe shitty that's why manager. He's so nervous. That's <laughs> why he's so nervous because he's afraid he's going to lose his job again. Oh, again. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So let's get into this. All right. We fade in. Mm-hmm. Scene one. In the backyard, we see Greg and Peter playfully tossing a stack of books back and forth, running from behind the garage. Hmm. Uh-huh. uh-huh. We briefly cut to a shot of Alice in the kitchen cleaning the sink. She was cleaning a dish. I was really cleaning. I heard it, so I came out. Sorry. As Peter runs into the kitchen, Greg throws a touchdown pass to Peter with the books. Peter yells in triumph as Alice disrupts their fun, telling them that it's a kitchen, not a coliseum. Mm. Greg tries to defend them, telling Alice that they're just getting in a little practice. 
As they begin to leave, Alice picks picks up a Frisbee and asks them if it's theirs. Peter tells her that it's Bobby's. Alice quips that it won't be for long if they don't get it out of the kitchen and asks slash tells Peter to take it up to him. The boys leave smiling. Is it just me or did it seem like Peter seemed so much older in this yeah, episode? I noticed that a couple of episodes ago. To me, he just oh. all of a sudden got mature. Because <clears throat> I swear he's about the same height as, I, as Alice at this point. Hmm. I think he's taller. But, um, yeah. but also um, coming from behind the garage, huh? Yeah, smoking. Yeah, I think doobies. I think Alice is grumpy because uh, you know she wasn't invited. Peter's gotten older <laughs> now; he's invited. Alice is like, "Huh, all right." Mm-hmm. And you notice that the clothesline is conveniently located right next to the garage. Well, <laughs> it was uh-huh. never there before. Funny, hmm. the conspiracy. <clears throat> all right, scene two. As they walk into the living room, Peter calls Greg's name. As Greg turns to Peter, he quickly tells him to take the Frisbee and tosses it to him. Greg catches it, but quickly throws it back to Peter, telling him, Alice asked you to do it. Peter tosses it back to Greg. You do it. You're older. But as he does, Greg misses it, and it flies into the den, knocking something over. As we hear a crash with something breaking, Peter profoundly says, something broke. Oh, (laughs) nothing gets past him. (laughs) Greg reluctantly says, we better go take a look. Yes. <clears throat> I mean, aren't they going to their room? Yeah. What the fuck does it matter? Who? What does it matter who carries it? They're going to the same place. I don't know. This is the whole thing with you and your sister, Kelly. Like, give me the remote. Oh, you fucking get it. You know but I mean, it's not like one of them's going, I don't know, to the garage and the other one's going like, to the den. <laughs> and neither right. one of them want to go to the room. They're both going to the same place. Like, <laughs> Right. I got so. you. <clears throat> I hear you. That doesn't make any sense. I hate people that act like that. Um, Also, do they do they still make those leather things that the books were carried in? They're kind of neat. I like the belt strap things. Like yeah, yeah. But I don't think that's a belt though. But it it looks like it's like like the thing that Pinocchio had to carry his books. Yeah, yeah. On his first day of school, carrying books that you know somehow Geppettophile had. (laughs) Like I've been practicing. I've been practicing. Wow. I've been planning on going back to college, and if I do, I'm totally getting one of those. I'm totally getting a lot of strapped karma books. People are going to be like, what the fuck? Like, I'm beating you to the punch. You're going to make fun of me because I'm old. I'm going to carry one of these. <clears throat> ah, can't make fun of me now, can you? But on your way to school, you got to be careful not to run into like a fox and a dog or whatever that thing was. Who's <laughs> going to take you off and teach you how to become an actor. Exactly. Yeah. Hmm. All right. Scene three. As the boys walk into the den. We see a lamp laying on the floor broken. (laughs) Peter just puts his hands up on his temples and says, oh, no, the antique lamp. Hmm. Alice walks in behind them to see what's going on. Greg, in shock, finally says, mom's going to kill us. Hmm. Alice speaks up and says, personally, I don't think you're going to get off that easy. Oh, Oh, shit. Alice is like, she's going to whip your ass. What's that? (laughs) So thanks a lot. I'll shut up. God, we're <laughs> stressed enough. <laughs> we cut to a little bit later. Alice has now shut the blinds to the den and the boys are picking up the lamp and putting it back on the table. Greg speaks up first saying, I hope we're able to fix this before mom gets home. Peter pipes up trying to help saying, I've got some model airplane glue. It dries real fast. 
Greg agrees, saying, good deal. Greg turns his attention to Alice, telling her not a word about this to anyone, huh? <laughs> Alice, who seems insulted at the thought, tells them she's only a squealer with Sam. <laughs> yeah. Wait, what do you mean by that, Jimmy? I don't know. Pam, who's... <laughs> she's Pam standing who's outside so- Sam's butcher, and she's all like, he doesn't use fresh meat, like tells people as they walk in. <laughs> Uh, yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I mean. <laughs> Peter, Peter, who somehow doesn't seem very convinced, pleads their case, telling her it's real important. Alice agrees, saying, my mouth is shut. Greg says thanks, as Alice admits that she better shut her eyes, too. When Peter asks why, Alice tells them, if the lamp doesn't pass inspection, she doesn't, she doesn't want to see what your mom's going to do to you. Mm. The two boys just shake their heads. <laughs> I just want to roll down like, Looks like they broke a lamp All of them <laughs> <laughs> Okay <clears throat> If the frisbee flew into the room yeah. From left to right okay, Blinds are on the left side of the camera And they flew, uh, the frisbee flew in From left to right How yeah. did the lamp fall off the left side Of the table With the frisbee laying on the right side of it This looks like a job for Detective Carol Right. Um, I don't know, because you see, like, it hits the one, I don't know what you call that, like, pillar or whatever. Yeah. And it bounces off and bounces off another one and goes into the room. And I don't know. I didn't really notice how it was laying on the floor, so. But, I mean, it could have, I guess, theoretically bounced off the wall and came back and hit the lamp. But yeah. how could how would it have gotten around the lamp to hit the wall in the first place? Like, it would have... I don't know. It just it doesn't make any sense. It would have had to hit the far wall, you know, the fourth wall of the yeah. den, and then come at an angle, come behind the lamp, and bounce yeah. off that wall. Like that's that's a lot of centrifugal, not centrifugal. Wow, <laughs> that's a lot of kinetic energy that I think would have died out after the second or third bounce. That frisbee must have been hauling ass. Well, that's <laughs> what we're saying. Well, Peter threw it, man. You know. But also, Alice acted all authoritative and shit in the kitchen. What happened now? I don't know why she she's just, like, hey, 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 this ain't a Coliseum. Put that shit away. Hey, take this upstairs. I'm going to throw that shit away, too. And then this happens. She's like, no, 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 no. I won't say anything. I swear to God, I won't say anything. Yeah. No, my lips are. Okay. Nope. I'm not saying nothing. Funny, you're about ready to throw our frisbee away, weren't you? <laughs> Funny how that works. Hmm. Scene. Folks. Up in the boys' room, we see them finishing up, fixing the lamp on their desk. Greg announces that it's done and asks Peter what he thinks. Peter says, great, nobody will know it was broken. Just then, there's a knocking on the door. Both Peter and Greg panic as Greg asks, who is it? (laughs) 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 Isn't that we answer the door in my neighborhood? (laughs) Who is it? We hear Bobby's voice saying, it's me. Who do you think it is? Peter asks Greg if he thinks they can trust Bobby, but Greg is already hard at work putting everything away. Greg tells Peter that Bobby wouldn't squeal, but he's too young and he might let it slip. They hide the lamp in the closet as Peter jumps on his bed and Greg opens the door. Both of them have books in their hands as if they're studying. Bobby walks in asking why they have the door locked. Peter answers that they were studying. Bobby, still confused, asks, since when are you guys so crazy about homework? Greg tells him, we just didn't want to be disturbed, that's all. 
Bobby, seemingly satisfied with the answer, tells them he just wants to get his football. As Bobby walks towards the closet, both Peter and Greg realize what he's going to do and jump into action with Greg blocking the door. Greg tells him that he'll get it. Bobby's bullshit detector sounds as he asks why. Greg simply answers, why not? I'm your brother. If you want the football, I'll get it for you. Greg then shoves the football into Bobby's gut, telling him, go get him, tiger. Suck it to him. <laughs> Just as Greg You're begins- supposed to grit your teeth and go, go get him. Go get him, tiger. Suck it to him. <laughs> Just as Greg begins to sit down, thinking the problem was avoided, Bobby tells him that he also needs to get his helmet. This time, Peter jumps into action, asking Bobby how he would like to use his helmet. Bobby, not believing him, says, Yours? You never lend me yours. Peter answers, I will now, as he reaches into the closet and gets out the helmet without Bobby seeing what's inside. Peter puts the helmet on Bobby's head and tells him it's for good luck in the game. He then pats him on the back and practically shoves him out the door, telling him, (laughs) Have a great game, kid as Peter slaps him on the butt. In the driveway, we see Carol pulling in, in the station wagon. Uh Mm Uh-oh. We then cut back to the boys' room as they carefully pull the lamp and the lampshade out of the closet and open the door to see if anyone is coming. They slip out of the room and begin sneaking the lamp downstairs. So our first brother-on-brother butt slap. (laughs) This is the first one. Oh, damn. Also, Mm -hmm. uh... In this scene, they did a pretty good job fixing the lamp. Like, you know, it's almost yeah. as if it never was broke. Huh. Weird. Um, <laughs> I'm like the um, vase. <laughs> yeah. But is this the first time they've used the closet? No. It's not, it's, the, it's not the first time they've opened and gone into the closet or something? No. Okay. Hmm. Hmm. Um. I like how Bobby was standing there when he was ready for the football to be tossed to him. Did you notice that? Did you see him? He had that look on his face like he's ready to catch it. He was like, oh. And he was like, stood there for like a minute. Like, yeah. Give me the ball. Give me the ball. Yes, that was in in rehearsal. (laughs) That's funny. Scene five. Down in the driveway, we see Carol walking into the house with surprise, surprise. A gift wrapped box. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> In the kitchen, we see Alice cooking from the other side of the stove. <laughs> As Carol enters the kitchen with a cheerful, hi, Alice. Alice replies, hi, Mrs. Brady. Carol begins telling Alice how her day was, saying, oh, boy, were the stores crowded today. She Carol then such asks, a rough life. She does, doesn't she? Like, like she had to, you know carry them herself and poor carol poor carol. she had to drive herself i mean at least they <laughs> offered the gift wrapping i mean that's at least <laughs> Thank <I> god <clears throat> carol then asks if anything new happened around the house alice alice answers with a quick nope <laughs> which doesn't go unnoticed carol tells her wow that was a pretty fast nope <laughs> just as quickly alice answers yep <laughs> carol seems satisfied simply saying Okay. As she goes to walk out, but not before smelling what Alice is cooking and offering a mmm before she leaves. <laughs> Alice looks very nervous. Yeah, I did comment about how that was a weird angle in the kitchen. I don't know why they yeah. would choose that angle at all. It was weird. And, and, I mean, I guess they, no, because they've, they've shown people coming in from the, 
Yeah. You can get it well, just no, fine she came from in through the sliding angle. door. She came in through the sliding door, didn't she? Oh, I don't know. I thought she came in from the family room, but maybe not. So for some reason they wanted to show that? Oh. I don't know. Um, it's weird. This freaking gift wrap boxes, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, she's Carol like, I'm Carol Brady. Carol fucking Brady. I, <laughs> I am Carol Brady. You better put that in the gift wrap box. Um, <laughs> and also, yeah, yeah, tack, like you don't cook from the other side of the stove. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, I would, but it's against a wall. So, Yeah, that's <laughs> not an excuse. All right, scene six. As Carol walks into the living room, she puts down her things and grabs a stack of magazines from on top of the pile and brings them into the den. She walks into the den, and as she sets the magazines down on the table next to the lamp, she sees a big crack in the lamp. As she picks up the lamp, it's a lot of lamps, it begins to come apart, and she yells for Alice. Alice! (laughs) Alice walks in, wringing her hands, and says, Yes, Mrs. Brady? Carol immediately blames Alice, asking if she came in there to clean today. Alice, fearing for her job and possibly her life, quickly answers, nope. When Carol asks her if she's sure, she again quickly answers, yep. Carol pauses for a moment and tells Alice she's beginning to sound like Gary Cooper again. (laughs) That's a good one, Carol. She then points at the lamp and says, look. Alice does her best acting with a, oh, what'd you do? <laughs> oh my, how, how, how in the world do you suppose that happened? Carol, still talking to her like she's stupid, answers, that's what I'm trying to find out. She then directly asks Alice, who was in here today? Alice looks stunned, finally answering, who? Well, I mean, it could be almost anybody. Hard, hard to say. Carol, obviously not believing another one of Alice's many, many lies, tells her, Alice, look, this is very important, please. Now, you've always told the truth before, haven't you? Haven't you? No. Alice gets serious, answering, oh, yes, ma'am. I've always told you the truth. The truth is something that I've always told you. I've always told you the truth. Carol, getting frustrated at her maid's constant and continuous lies, says, Now look, Alice, I want to know exactly how this happened. What happened? Who did it? And why? And with what? In, was it with the candlestick in the <laughs> boiler room or whatever? And even resorts to putting her finger in Alice's face. You know, because it couldn't possibly want to be one of her fucking kids. No, no it would never be. Right. Alice, possibly getting upset, asks, is that a direct question? When rude fucking Carol doesn't respond, Alice does yet another thing for Carol and answers that question, too, with a, yep, that's a direct question. Man, this this scene triggered me. Yeah, that shot of 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 Carol with that stupid ass look on her face pointing her finger I wanted to fucking break her finger off that, that, that triggered me big time um, I, so I was really hoping that Alice would put her in her place because I knew in this episode obviously I knew that Alice left and I hope she was going to be like you know what fuck this I don't need this and just fucking throw her, right, her right. shit down and walk out but no <laughs> such luck um, nope <laughs> that or in the very least telling her you need to get the fucking finger out of my face 
but that didn't happen mm-hmm. either. Um, but also, what makes Carol think this happened today? Does Carol go and inspect yeah. that lamp every day? That's like, a good point. It's a good question. Hmm. So, it irritated me. Yeah. It's a good question. I mean, that's what we do here at a very Brady podcast. We ask the tough questions. We're not afraid. Exactly. Um, but Detective Carroll is on the case. So, yeah. <laughs> Although, that's yeah, the problem. I, I agree. <laughs> I agree with you. This is pretty fucked up. Well, first of all, Carol's in the den. And then all of a sudden she's like, Alice, get your fucking ass in here. Right. And so Alice comes running in there. Of course, I guess Alice already knows why she's being called in there. Or at least has a good idea. But then she's like, did you fucking clean in here today? Like, <laughs> that was her first question. <laughs> right? And it's like, fuck. Like, um, and she says, no. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> hell no. Why would that's what I thought. There's fucking dust all along this fucking <laughs> ledge right here. Look at this. This is bullshit. You, know? <laughs> you saw Carol with a white glove, like, wipe it. Like, hmm, look at this. What is this? <laughs> oh, I guess that's why it explains all this fucking filth on this white glove. Okay. <laughs> it explains why I just sneezed. Why did I sneeze, Alice? Because there's dust, right? Because there's fucking dust. Um, but yeah, yeah. There was she was uh, being kind of a bitch. I'll be honest. Like originally, <laughs> my notes for the scene was is was at literally as, almost as long as the paragraph. I was just <laughs> ranting the whole time. This pissed me off so bad watching the scene. I'm like, oh my God, she's such a bitch. Oh my God. But then I was like, nah, I can't do that. <laughs> so I just whittled it down to the essentials. But just know that this scene triggered me. As a Carol hater, this scene triggered me big time. I know because like you texted me about it like earlier yeah. today. You're just like, holy that, shit. That, <laughs> that stupid look on her face where she's trying to act angry. And that stupid like witch looking finger. Like, God, I can't stand her. God, she's so dumb looking. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh. but yeah it's, it was a pretty bad scene like she was I'm really surprised that you know she'd been like Alice could just she shouldn't like it was probably one of the fucking kids like yeah why are you interrogating me I'm the fucking housekeeper like what the right. hell but I, wa- I wanted I wanted Alice to be like where the fuck have you been you don't have a job where are you all day <laughs> like what are you doing my job is so to why clean you stay the at house home and say, you know your kids are home from school every day at the same time. You can't go shopping before that? Why don't you get your ass home and watch your kids? Like, I'm the housekeeper, not the kid sitter. Fuck. Right. I'm not the babysitter. I'm the housekeeper. My job is, like, cook meals and clean up. It's not to keep an eye on your children and see what they're doing and getting into all the time. <sighs> but anyway. This, this, ain't, this ain't about Flohen. Flohen was awesome. This is about Carol. Right. It's about Carol. Carol Brady. The character Not Carol Flo Brady. Hen, yeah. Carol Brady. <laughs> but um, Alice always tells the truth. Oh, great. We've seen multiple episodes where <laughs> she straight up keeps secrets for the kids. Mm-hmm. Keeps secrets from Mike and Carol, like about the kids all the fucking time. Why do you keep beating Greg out behind the garage, Carol? Or uh, Alice? Hmm? Why? Mm-hmm. Hmm? Bet she won't mm-hmm. tell that secret, will she? All right. <laughs> scene seven. Up in the boys' room, the boys are talking about what happened. Greg begins by saying, boy, Alice, some friend. Hmm. Peter pipes up saying, yeah. She said she'd keep her mouth shut. Sure opened it in a hurry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Bobby tries to stick up for Alice by suggesting that maybe it wasn't Alice's fault. But Greg argues by saying, nobody else knew we broke the lamp. Peter pipes up again saying, good old Alice. 
she cost me a couple of weeks allowance. Mm. Greg adds on, what about me? My allowance is bigger. <laughs> Just then there's a knock on the door and it opens. It's Alice. She steps in and says, Hey guys, I just want to tell you, I'm sorry. I didn't want to say anything. Peter simply looks at her and says, sure. Alice argues that there was no way out of it and that she couldn't lie to their mother. Greg asks, couldn't you have just said nothing? Alice tells them that she tried honest to goodness. She really tried, but simply receives dirty looks from the boys. She gives up and walks out of the room. Hmm. Oh, man. So it's just so funny how Alice is more dedicated to the boys than to Carol. Like she yeah. was like, I tried to lie for you. I fucking tried to lie, but I thought I was mm-hmm. going to get fired. Like, yeah, she's like putting I her tried- job on the line. Yeah. Cause they don't want to admit they broke a lamp. <laughs> <I know>. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> I don't know. But this scene was hard, man. Like Alice is such a cool character. <laughs> yeah. When he treated like crap, crap like this, it's like, oh, this is sad. But she puts up some crap. And um, also, Carol is such a bitch. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> yeah. And this is 100% Carol's fault. 100%. And speaking of, let's go on with that theme on the next scene eight. Okay. For some more Carol bitch. Yeah. Down the family room, we see Carol straightening up. Okay. Straightening up some records in the family room when she hears a scratching sound. Turns out someone left the record player on. Carol Hmm. picks up the needle and puts it back where it belongs and turns off the record player. Carol walks into the kitchen and asks, Alice, was anyone playing the record player last night? Alice, while drying off dishes, laughs and says, yeah, it was Marcia. She must have played that new album of hers about 20 times. Hmm. Shocking. Hmm. Carol went and made Alice tattle again. That's... Man, I, I didn't see that coming. Um, mm-hmm. She's probably like that lady at work that complains about people taking an extra minute or two on the break or making photocopies of stuff and then showing it to the manager when people do shit wrong. <laughs> like, you know, those kind of people. She's one yeah, of those kind of people. We actually have this woman at work that likes to record conversations to try to trick people into saying the wrong thing. No shit. That's a real thing that this Isn't crazy illegal? woman does at work. I suppose it could be, yeah, but it's definitely uh, not business ethical, especially since you're not supposed to have your phone on our production floor at work. Right, right. And she tries What's to, her name? It's, um, oh, Jimmy. Oh, <laughs> Jimmy, man. You almost got me. You almost got me. No, but I, when I worked at another place, we had somebody on first shift that would make photocopies of things that people did, quote, unquote, wrong, and then compile them all together and put them on the manager's desk. And finally, we had a meeting about it. Like, okay, aren't you supposed to be working? I mean, like it would take five seconds for somebody to be like, oh, crap, and scratch something off and rewrite it or whatever. But instead, you're taking like 20 minutes photocopying a bunch of crap, stapling it together, walking over the manager's desk, putting on their desk, sending an email saying what happened when it would only take five seconds to fix it. (laughs) And why are you wasting so much time? So I don't like people like Carol. Scene nine. Up in the girls' room, we see the three girls sitting around. Marsha begins saying, wouldn't you call that squealing? Hmm. All Alice had to do was turn off the record player. Hmm. Jan comes to Alice's defense saying, maybe Alice didn't know the record player was on. Hmm. Cindy seconds it saying, that's right. Maybe she didn't. Marsha, still not satisfied, says, Alice knows everything that goes on around here. 
Now I can't use the stereo for a whole week. Mm. Marsha finishes looking genuinely hurt saying, I never thought Alice would turn into a squealer. <laughs> Just then Alice burst in announcing that she finally got it worked out so that the pillowcases match the sheets. Mm -hmm. Is that a metaphor? <laughs> like hair dye, maybe? Anyways. Um, <laughs> Marsha crosses her arms like a baby and just says, grand. <laughs> Alice continues by saying, ever since I washed the yellow cases with the blue sheets, I've never been able to get caught up. She then notices Jan reading and asks, aren't you supposed to be wearing your glasses while you're reading? Jan tells her it's too much trouble. Alice gently reminds her by saying, well, your folks said when you read, you should wear them. Remember? Marsha looks at Alice and says, you better put them on or she'll squeal on you too. Oh. Alice, sounding shocked, says squeal, then is reminded about what happened and says, oh, you must mean Peter and Greg. But Marsha corrects her saying, I mean me. You told mom I left the record player on all night. Alice, not sure what she's talking about, asks, I told what? But Marsha, convinced Alice is a squealer, retorts, you know what? Now I can't use the stereo for a whole week. Alice looks upset and tells Marsha she had no idea when she was asked who had been using it, why she wanted to know. Marsha, who is still upset, simply replies, sure you didn't. Mm. But Alice desperately tries to plead her case, saying, no, honest. She just asked me a question and I answered it. When she sees that Marsha's mind is already made up, she simply says, I'm sorry, honey. She looks at all the girls and says they and sees that they all distrust her. Before leaving, she says, no matter what I say anymore, it turns out to be something I shouldn't have said, and walks out. Hmm. Marcia is such a fucking, she's a savage, man. This is a little out of character for Marcia, I think. She's not usually like, she's usually like the nice, sweet one. It just proves when Marcia doesn't get what she wants, she turns into a bitch. And it's mm -hmm. true. I mean, it's, but also, um, my first note is that Marsha's a spoiled little brat, which she is. Yep. Mm -hmm. It's Alice's fucking stereo. Exactly. So what if Alice did tell? Yeah, it's my stereo. <laughs> and and, and yeah. back, if you watch that episode, she even says, you know, when she said like you can't turn the amp on before something like that. But she basically yeah. lets it known that she wants people to take care of it. Yeah. It's her stereo. And she left it fucking on all night. Right. With the fucking motor running. It's her stereo. Like, yeah, I would have been like, you're goddamn right. Like, you don't fucking, like, well, you just turned it off. Like, or you could not fucking use my stereo again. How about that? You don't fucking yeah. leave the motor running all night. How about night? I move the stereo into my room? How about that? Is that better? I'm sorry, your <sighs> mommy got mad, but I'm fucking pissed at you. You act like fucking, you can just use my shit and fucking, <laughs> it's like, goddamn. <laughs> so you're getting triggered now too. I know. <laughs> I am. Because like the, that, this situation really pissed me off because especially Marsha was being a bitch and a spoiled brat. Like, yeah, I was using your stereo all day yesterday. And yeah, I left your, you know, the motor running all night long because I don't give a fuck, you know. And then yeah. you told my mommy on me, you're a bitch. Like, what the hell? This is not Marsha. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, scene 10. Down in the kitchen, we see Alice preparing a meal when Bobby and Cindy come into the kitchen dressed in what looks like bathrobes. Bobby says, we're ready to go, Alice. Cindy follows saying, the new people on the corner invited us over to swim. Alice replies, good. Find out if they have a housekeeper. 
<laughs> Maybe she'll invite <laughs> me over. Maybe she'll have me over to clean. <laughs> As the kids begin to walk away, but they are stopped by Alice, who asks Bobby if he's wearing his new trunks or the old ones with all the holes. As she opens his robe to see, she quickly closes it and looks up at the ceiling in shock. Alice, completely taken aback, says, You're not wearing your bathing suit. You're wearing your birthday suit. Bobby <laughs> explains, They swim without the clothes on over there. She then goes to check Cindy, who defends them, saying, We can't wear any if they don't wear any. Alice, clearly upset, puts her hands on her hips and asks, Who moved in down there, Adam and Eve? Cindy answers, No, they're the Bromfields. Bobby continues, saying, Their father is a doctor. Which, whatever. Alice tries to calm the mood, saying, you know, because then it's not, it's okay because he's a doctor, you know. Exactly, yeah. Alice tries to calm the mood, saying, he couldn't have much of a practice if they can't afford bathing suits. Alice then commands them to go upstairs and suit up. Bobby tries to argue, saying, Dr. Bromfield says the sun has lots of vitamins. Alice, now getting upset, tells him, so does orange juice, but you don't go swimming in it. Upstairs. Cindy argues further, asking why they can't go the way they are. Alice then puts her foot down, telling them, You are not going to swim in an X-rated swimming pool without your parents' permission. <laughs> There's a sentence You're not going to swim with a bunch of naked people unless your parents say it's okay. <laughs> okay. Bobby attempts to argue, saying, But Alice. Alice stands firm, as well she should, and says, No buts. Out, out, out. Mm. Out. I think this is, seeing the, the the date of the show, and everything, I think this is a hippie movement thing and not a pedophile thing. You know what I mean? I don't know, man, but I mean, because. Because a pedophile thing wouldn't have made sense. It, it wouldn't make sense to throw it in and have to be like, hmm, oh, well, the parents say it's okay. You can go, you know, swimming with a bunch of pedophiles. I'm, that doesn't make sense to me. But the hippie movement would have made sense. I guess, but. I don't know, but I mean, she was like, you're not fucking going to swim in an X-rated swimming pool. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and it's just weird because they're like so defending. Oh, no, it's okay. He's a doctor. Like, no, that's still not okay. <laughs> what the fuck makes you think this is any of this is okay? But is it, would it have been any better if they were wearing bathing suits? They're still swimming with a bunch of naked people. <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> true. <laughs> she's like, are you wearing a bathing suit? Like, no, it doesn't matter. It's. It's a bunch of wieners flopping around. I mean, does it really matter if they're wearing bathing suits? <laughs> and I said, why the fuck? I don't even know why I have to ask this, but why the fuck would adults invite children over to skinny dip in their pool? And a <sighs> bunch of kids. They have a bunch of naked kids in your pool. Yeah, I just picture it's like one guy with like a big mustache, hairy, and he's like, yeah, let's invite all the kids over. Yeah, you got <laughs> friends in the hey, neighborhood? Let's get them over here. Yeah. Uh, and then he's a doctor, too? Like. I don't, know. I don't know. I see your point, though. I mean, just because the doctor doesn't mean you should trust them. It's like when you're getting your prostate check and your doctor's like, it's okay, I'm a doctor. I'm like, yeah, but you're my dentist. <laughs> Where you feel like two hands on your shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> At least check your prostate. you get your prostate check? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's weird. True. I don't know how they do mm. that. It's, it's weird how he does it, though. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Scene 11. Down in the kitchen, Alice is going through laundry at the kitchen table when Peter and Jan walk in. Alice greets them asking, hi kids, how did it go today? Peter and Jan, still upset, answers, okay. Hmm. Alice asks, you both had a test today, didn't you? 
They again answer, yeah, and walk out of the kitchen in silence. Mm. Next, Greg and Marsha walk in. Alice greets them by saying, hey, I got some beautiful peaches today. You want some? (laughs) Greg answers, no, thank you, and walks out coldly. Alice clearly looks hurt. Those kids are spoiled little shits. (laughs) They are. I can't believe you told us when we did something bad. I can't believe you told on us. You know, it's like. (laughs) But Alice shouldn't even be in this position because Carol doesn't work. (laughs) There's no reason she can't take care of her kids. Bring them with you. (laughs) Right. (laughs) You can't trust them. Bring them with you. Yeah. You know, it's like, like, let's go back to the, the first offense at hand. So it was the broken of the breaking of the lamp. Right. Right. They Mm -hmm. broke the lamp and Alice should have walked in. You know, and the Greg was like, you didn't see shit. I, mean, I would have been like, dude, you fucking broke a lamp. I'm, you're on your own. I'm not involved in this at all. My name was Paul. Mm-hmm. This is between y'all. <laughs> you know, it's like, mm-hmm. I don't know. But then again, I guess she was dragged into it when Carol was like, you fucking tell me what's going on around here. Oh, oh. You know, well, I mean, I can't help thinking that if, if things were reversed and it was, let's say, Mike and the kids broke Carol's lamp. Mike would have been like, I'm not telling her anything. You are. Yeah. I'm not saying shit. So I, I kind of feel like Alice should have said that. Like, oh, but trust me. I'm not the one that's going to say anything. <laughs> trust me. I'm not saying anything. Yeah. So, and if Carol asked her, I'd be like, I don't know. Talk to your kids. Don't talk to me. I got a fucking right. dinner to cook. Mm-hmm. I mean, I would have mm-hmm. been like, you need to go talk to Greg. He needs to tell you something. <laughs> that way they can't say I squealed. I didn't squeal. All I did was. You have something you need to tell your mother. Yeah. I'm not squealing. You are. You need I to don't tell. Know. Ask your kids. Like I said, I wasn't right. in here today. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <sighs> Scene 12. Out in the backyard, we see Alice carrying out the laundry to hang on the clothesline when she hears some hammering. The camera pans over and we see Bobby in the garage with Cindy trying to fix her roller skate. Bobby tries, but admits that it's harder than he thought. Cindy suggests... Maybe Alice can fix it. Just as Alice peeks around the corner, Bobby candidly says, we don't want Alice doing us any favors. Cindy admits, yeah, you're right. Greg and Peter say you can't trust her anymore. Bobby tells her that Marsha and Jan said the same thing. Cindy reasons that Alice isn't their friend anymore. Camera moves in on Alice as Bobby says, remember how we all used to like her? Alice looks both pissed and also as if she's about to cry. And I'm about to cry mm. for her, too, because this is fucked up. It was. But a small part of it is, like, kids are so funny about this kind of stuff, because they're like, remember when we used to like her? You mean, <laughs> like, yesterday? Like, what? <laughs> like, so dramatic. Reminiscing. Like, like, it just happened just now, and they're reminiscing about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel bad for Alice, but this is 100% Carol's fault. Yeah. First of all, Carol needs to take care of her kids. Yeah. And this is one this was 100% avoidable. <laughs> yeah. Carol's putting Alice in all these situations. Yeah. Yeah. And I uh, spotted a, a hang ten shirt. You know, Bobby is wearing Hell a yeah. hang ten shirt. So. <laughs> <clears throat> Scene a 13. We are now at the apartment of Alice's friend Kay. Kay. Alice is sitting at the What's that? I said okay. Oh, <laughs> Alice is sitting at the table crying as Kay pours them both coffee. 
Alice says, I just don't understand it, Kay. I don't know how it happened between the kids and me. Kay coldly tells her, don't start crying again, Alice. The coffee is weak (laughs) enough already. Alice tells her that she feels so awful. Kay tries to talk sense into Alice by saying it's not the end of the world. Alice begins to reminisce, saying, we used to have so much fun together. My last birthday, the boys made up this big card like a diploma. They made me an honorary brother. And the girls made my birthday cake, and it was just terrible. I mean, dry lumps of flour, the whipped cream was sour, the icing was runny, and I just loved it. Alice begins to sob, saying, I had three pieces. Kay asks the logical question, can't you talk to Mr. and Mrs. Brady about this? Alice explains to her that it would just make it worse for the kids, and that they would just resent her even more. She adds, besides... I can't make them order the kids to like me. Hmm. Kay looks at her and tells her, Alice, you've made the worst mistake a housekeeper can make getting too emotionally involved with the family (laughs) and fucking the dad. Don't you remember the housekeeper's code? (laughs) (laughs) And I speak from experience when I'm working. I just do my work. Getting too attached can break your heart. Alice listens while nodding and finally says, that's why I've got to leave right away. The sooner, the better. She then turns to her friend and says, you've got to help me, Kay. Okay. As long as you're not working right now, you can fill in for me until the Brady's get a regular housekeeper. Kay seems to agree, but asks, what excuse are you going to give them for leaving? Alice thinks for a moment and says, well, I don't know. I'll think of something. As she begins to cry again, Kay pulls out a tissue and hands it to Alice asking, are you sure it's what you want? Alice raises her voice slightly and say, no, it's not what I want, but it's what's best. And the sooner I leave, the better. As the two of them begin to drink their coffee, Alice once again begins to sob. Hmm. So Alice is like, oh, I'll think of something. I lie to them all the time, but they don't think I do, but I, I'll, I'll think of another lie. It's not a problem. So, a couple of things here. Um, well, first of all, she has her uniform on <laughs> while she's visiting her friend who's also a housekeeper. <laughs> they must have met at the convention or something. <laughs> well, that's true. Like, in their world, how would they meet? They never see each other. I guess it's at the grocery know. store or whatever. I don't know. But it's huh. just so funny. She's like, don't you know the housekeeper code? Like, you know, we took an oath. And don't you remember that? Like, you're not supposed to get close to the family. That's rule number one, Alice. Get your head out of your ass, Nelson. It's like, you violated a union rule. Like, what? <laughs> and also, like, because Alice was kind of, like, over-the-top crying, like, comedy crying. Yeah. But, like, right. there wasn't a laugh track. Mm-mm. And so it, like, made it, like... Like, no, she's, like, really crying. Like, this isn't for comedy's sake. This is, like... Exactly. This is Alice really upset, and it's not funny. This isn't her crying at a TV show or something like that. Like, this is for real. Or taking, like, you know, the hanky out and going... You know, like... "Ah," You know, like, for comedy's sake. She didn't do any of that. This was her really, like, upset, and nobody's laughing. And it was just kind of, like, a little heartbreaking and kind of Mm -hmm. awkward to watch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Um, 
my <laughs> my notes are uh, first of all poor Alice for real because I felt really bad in her scene. Hmm. But my second note is you could I don't know tell Carol tell Carol to watch your kids so <laughs> you're not a part of it anymore. Like I don't know, right? Just a thought. <laughs> all right, yeah. So on that note, we're gonna take our second break. All right, just like that, just like that. We're gonna take our second break. <laughs> so you tell us what to do. It's your show today, exactly. Jimmy. We're just going to take a break. So Alice feels like the kids don't trust her anymore. Hmm. She also feels like she's gotten too emotionally attached to the family and feels as if she has to leave. Hmm. Will the Bradys lose their precious housekeeper? Will Alice lose her precious family? Hmm. And who will get custody of the record player? Oh, shit. These are other tough questions. We will be back. Tech, what's wrong? Oh, Jimmy. I was hoping to get some groovy costumes for me and my son this Halloween, but I'm tired of all the same boring costumes that all the other stores have. Yeah. Have you checked out HalloweenCostumes.com? Wait, don't tell me. They, too, sell Halloween costumes just like the other stores do. Sell them? (laughs) HalloweenCostumes.com has the biggest the best selection of Halloween costumes and accessories and decorations like anywhere. Okay, you say that, but so do party type stores, department stores. I mean, what does HalloweenCostumes.com have that others don't? Are they really that much better than the other places? Um, how about the biggest selection with over 10,000 costumes? Um, okay, but me and my son are into totally different things. They got you covered. They have costumes from comics, video games, movies, and TV. Okay, I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. Hey, their selection is great. They even have costumes to fit parents, kids, couples, groups, plus size, and even sexy costumes. Ooh la la. (laughs) Right? And of course, HalloweenCostumes.com has the best retro costume selection. Dude, they have stuff like Optimus Prime and Bumblebee transforming costumes in not just kid sizes, but like adults so we can wear them. They have Disney, Ghostbusters, Cobra Kai. Dude, Back to the Future, Teen Wolf, Kiss, Alf, Beetlejuice, The Smurfs, and more. They have over 3,500 exclusive designs. (laughs) And don't forget, one of the Retro Network's favorite items... Ugly Halloween sweaters. (laughs) And check out the brand new designs for 2021, like Scooby-Doo, Pennywise, and Care Bears. Bro, you can't even get get those on a face mask. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Just click on the Retro Network's promo link in today's show notes and save 20% off of in-stock items now through November 6, 2021. Halloweencostumes.com, the only place you need to shop this Halloween season. And we are back. We are back. And our friends, oh, that was a good us. break. That was a good break. Yeah. You can get pretty high on that bed, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. And uh, I mean, I even have low ceilings in here, too. So that's even wow. more impressive. Because I, I tuck when you do the flip. You got to tuck. Oh, okay. Yeah. And yeah. Then, yeah. 
I mean, you saw. Very interesting. Yeah, and I didn't pull anything this time. So there you go. There you go. I'm getting better. Last watch time you were pulling out something, it was kind of it was kind of gross to watch. <laughs> it was like, will you stop? Just leave but it you, alone. But you kept watching. That's the weird part. That's true. I did. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I want to see what happens. So, yeah. God. <laughs> so in this episode, the kids get into some trouble. Um, yeah. To recap, Greg and Marsha, or Greg and Peter, rather, break a lamp. Marsha leaves a record player on, which none of these are really horrible offenses. <laughs> no, they're not at all. But <laughs> but it, what's the what's one of the worst things you got in trouble for as a kid? Like, what's something that you, and it could be anything, what's what's one of the moments where you're like, you had that oh shit moment, like, I'm, I really screwed up. Like, did you have any of those moments as a kid? Um, I really didn't get in trouble too much around the house, I don't think, but. Unless you can remember something. No, 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 no. no. I you always story think that I have tell. some ulterior motive. <laughs> I don't know, I would be like, I got nothing. And then you'd be like, what about the time when this happened? Like, oh, shit, that's right. You know. Um, but um, there was a time when, you know, was it, I don't know how old it was, probably like 12 or something. I was at my dad's for the summer. Mm-hmm. And so we had to have a, we had to have a family meeting <laughs> um, because someone got gum stuck in the carpet in the foyer. I know it sounds like I'm rich and everything, but grew up in a rich house. But this house at my dad's, they had a, a really fancy foyer or foyer, mm-hmm. as you will. And so somebody got gum stuck in the carpet and it had to get cut out. And it was like, what, five of us kids, six of us kids? I don't remember how many. But like it was like, who did this? And I honestly got to this day, I have no idea. It wasn't me. No idea who did it, but we were being interrogated. Like, you need to tell us, like, because this is going to cost, you know, money to fix and all this kind of whatever, whatever it was. And I felt like horrible, even though I didn't do it. And I have no idea. <laughs> you confessed, did. didn't you? No, no, no. no <laughs> oh, okay. Like, none of us confessed. And I'm thinking, what the hell? <laughs> like, so, somebody in this room did this. And I know it wasn't me, but, you know, I just was like, she was like yelling. At, my stepmom was like yelling at all of us, you know, like, you know, da, 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 and, and nobody's confessing. And I just, I never said I didn't do it. I also said I, I obviously didn't confess to something I didn't do. But I was just, I felt bad though. You know? hmm. Did you ever find out who did it? No. Hmm. Um, I just know it wasn't me. I think it was how my funny little would, sister Jenny. I'm pretty sure. But how funny you know. did it, would it have been if it was your dad? <laughs> yeah, did you even awesome. ask dad he chews gum on sundays but it's not <laughs> yeah. bubble yum like we do he chews big <laughs> red at church <laughs> it's so funny because we used to go to church up there in the summers too my dad was a big church goer well still is and he always had big red you remember big red gum it was like oh, yeah, cinnamon. Yeah, yeah. yeah and mm-hmm. so we he always had some on him like for church and so he's like hey it's a big red so now every time i smell big red or I always think of church <laughs> or even hmm. that anything cinnamon candy or anything. It smells like that, which some of you drinkers out there will say uh, fireball or whatever alcohol. Um, it always makes you think of church. <laughs> I don't know why. I mean, I know why. So every time you smell cinnamon, you're like, Oh my God. See what you did there. <laughs> but, um, yeah. What, uh, what about you? Do you have any stories similar? I, I mean, me and my sister got into a lot of trouble sometimes. Like, um, you know, but mo- mo- mostly that was for arguing. <laughs> um, I remember one time I got in trouble for taking a Sharpie and drawing a bunch of price tags on all my toys. 
toys because we wanted to play store. I got in trouble for that. Why? Um, I remember, why did I want to write price tags? Well, like, why would you get in trouble for writing price tags on your toys? Because it was a permanent marker and I wrote them on my toys. <laughs> oh, so like you, well, you said wrote price tags. Like I pictured well, you yeah, had little pieces of paper that you oh, cut out know. and then you like <laughs> stuck them to your toys. Like you wrote on your toys like $5 or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, it was permanent marker. Yeah, I got in trouble for that. My mom had a set of silk sheets that my brother sent her from Japan when he was stationed over there in the military. Yeah. And me and my sister were making a fort, so we nailed them to the wall because it kept slipping. <laughs> so we got in trouble for that. Um, oh, Carol yeah, Brady so, would have been on you. You're my yeah, good so. sheets. <laughs> so we got, we got in trouble for little things like that, but it was never anything too bad. I got in trouble one time for um, – we were throwing – uh, bottles out into the road. I don't know why it was with, uh, I'm not going to say the names. It was with a couple of people. Hmm. And when the cops came, everybody ran, but me, cause I didn't want to be rude. <laughs> so, right. so, and the cops asked me, do you, why you, do you know what kind of damage you can cause? I'm like, no, I, just, I was only doing it cause my friends were. And he's like, well, do you, you could cause a lot of, you know, are you willing to clean all this up? I guess. Yeah. What are their names? I, I'm not going to give you their names. I don't, I don't know their last names. So, <laughs> Yeah, so I got in trouble with that, but it was just a lecture. So. Ooh, Jimmy get in trouble with the law. Like, um, I actually have a law story like that too. I was uh, I is think that when we got pulled over going to the mall. <laughs> no, this is when I was a small kid. It was I was like in kindergarten or whatever, and uh, me and the kids were like playing in the street, and mm-hmm. this like cop came by. And was like, you kids need to stay out of the street, and you know, don't be playing the street. Stay out of, stay up there on the sidewalk or in the grass in the yard, but don't don't be playing in the street. So he left, and then probably a minute or two later, of course, we're back playing in the street again. And then <laughs> here, here comes the cop, the same cop coming back right back down again. This time he pulls over and gets out, and all the kids scatter. And we're like, oh, shit, like we're going to get arrested or something. And, he, and me, I don't run away, but I try to – I literally turned around <laughs> and attempted to skip away because if I skip away – I'm not as guilty, right? <laughs> and so he's like, hey. And I turn around like, me? What? What? And he goes, come here. And I was like, okay. So he had all of his kids just standing there. And he's, of course, going over the dangers of playing in the road and all this kind of shit with us. And, <laughs> and, uh, and he's like, where do you live? I was like, right there. You know. Anyway, so that was my first time with, the, with Johnny Law. I remember one time you ran away. I ran away. Yeah, we were <laughs> we were on top of the hill at Kennedy Middle School. Oh, I thought you meant like ran away from home. This, I'm like, I never ran away from home. And his truck <laughs> oh, yeah, rides yeah. by. Yeah, and he yeah. said something to us. I was like, "Hey, f you!" And I yelled it really loud. And the truck's <laughs> brakes came on. They did a U-turn and started pulling in. And and yeah. I was like, "Oh crap! I think he's coming." And it turned to you, and you're halfway <laughs> to a building. <laughs> you're gone. I'm like, dude. And you're like, dude, well, run. Like, they're in a four-wheel drive vehicle. They're going to outrun me. I can't just run. <laughs> so, yeah, you left me there. Well, first of all, myself. I was only 13 and you were 14. So, I think you can take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but you're the one that did it. I didn't do anything wrong. You were just like, fuck you or whatever. And I was like, Jimmy, what are you doing? And then they turn around and come back. I was like, fuck. So, I took off running. I thought you were running with me. And then I look back and you're still... <laughs> 
standing over there. I'm like, what are you doing? And then I was this truck rolls up, the truck like rolls up on you. And I'm like watching going, oh my God, like what are they going to do? And so what did they do when they pulled up on you? They're like, you got something to say? I was like, no, I was talking to, to, to my sister that was standing across the street. <laughs> And like your sister. I'm like, yeah, you know Kelly? Like Kelly what? Kelly Klein? Yeah, I know Kelly Klein. Yeah, I was talking to her. She's my sister. They're all and they like, look oh, at me, yeah, they're we like, all know Kelly Klein. <laughs> I'm just kidding. They're like, you're lucky I don't beat your ass. That's what they said. And they got back in the truck and like <laughs> So I'm lucky. But yeah, I was still talking you. to wow. you. I was still talking to you. I was like, oh shit, they turned around. Tech. What the fuck? Like, <laughs> if, it, if we had been in a room with a door, there would have been like a tack shaped hole yeah, through right? the door. <laughs> I would have turned to talk to you, and the door just would have been swinging like a little bit from you. Like out. dust, Dude. dust would have been built up. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> good times, good times. So yeah, I remember that. <clears throat> yeah, All right, you ready to get back into this? <laughs> yeah. All right. When we last left. Alice was feeling as if the kids didn't trust her anymore and decided she must leave the Brady household. Will she actually leave or will the Brady's find a way yet again to keep their indentured, uh, their housekeeper? (laughs) 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 We'll get back into this. All right. Scene 14 in the family room. We see Carol's face, which looks to be in shock. She slowly says, leaving? Alice, I don't know what to say. Alice quickly tells Carol that her uncle Winston called her last night and she wanted to tell her then and there, but she just couldn't. Carol tells Alice that she could tell she was upset about something. Alice continues to explain herself, saying, you see, my uncle Winston has this very nice dress shop, but two days ago, the woman who runs it for him just got up and eloped. I'll be taking it over for her. Carol simply stares at her with a stupid look on her face, finally saying, yeah, that really sounds like a very good job, Alice. Alice tells her she could earn quite a bit of money and eventually be a partner, which, I mean, this sounds like a good deal. <laughs> you know, it's it like, does, yeah, yeah, yeah. why the fuck are you still here? Like, no, right. I want you to stay here and have a, you know, <laughs> where this job, you're not going to get promoted. And yeah. But gonna- what about my shopping? Then I have to take the kids. <laughs> who's gonna do all the cleaning and the cooking around here who's gonna watch my children for me i mean i don't mind making a salad but a whole meal three times a day (laughs) jeez these kids (laughs) you know how dirty it gets around here it gets dirty fast (laughs) it's a really terrific opportunity carol who is being strangely quiet for a change says well you know, we'd never stand in your way. Alice gets slightly defensive saying, it's not just the money. I mean, it's family. When you're here, you're family. (laughs) (laughs) My uncle Winston, you know, Carol is understanding saying, Oh, Alice, of course I know. You're like a member of our family too. By the way, are you going to turn in your uniforms? (laughs) 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 In your ID badge? Obviously she does, because Kay wears it. <laughs> well, spoiler alert, Jimmy. God. Oh, yeah. A family member. You, oh, did you have a joke in here, too? I'm sorry. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Sorry. You do that to me every once in a while. I'm like, damn it. Sorry. Usually your jokes are better than mine now, which is <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, she says, you're like a member of our family. A family member <laughs> you boss around and point the finger at much like you. <laughs> you with the family dog. <laughs> Who has to wear a uniform and ask for a night off? <laughs> so with this new job, are you going to be getting days off? Do you have to wear a uniform? Because if not, it's not professional. <laughs> you probably get days <laughs> off and you probably you have, have to wear what you want, loser. Yeah. Probably have like benefits and some sort of a pension when you retire. <laughs> oh, and you, oh, you can make partner and own part of the business. Oh. Just cool. remember, quieting, uh, uh, retiring is another word for quitting. Remember that. <laughs> quitter. <laughs> Whatever quitter. Carol finishes saying, we all love you very much. Alice gets choked up saying, I love you all too. Alice then puts herself together saying, I promise I'd leave right away. Carol, thinking of the kids <laughs> for perhaps the first time this episode says, but Alice... What am I going to tell the children? They'll be heartbroken. Couldn't you stay until they come home and say goodbye? Alice is cold as, as fucking ice saying, I'll write them a letter, give them a call, whatever. <laughs> Maybe if I have time for it. Fuck your kids and fuck this couch. I'm out. I can afford the long distance with all this money I'm going to be making. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe I'll run into them when I'm out shopping when I feel mm-hmm. like it. Exactly. Not when you make me. Oh, Carol is baffled at Alice's answer and just stares at her. Alice breaks the silence saying, I really better get packed so I don't miss the plane. <laughs> As she's walking away, Carol calls her back and asks, could I give you a hand? Alice like, <clears throat> sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> Alice just smiles and shrugs as she walks off to pack. Carol just shrugs it off. She knows Carol's like, oh, fuck it. Oh, good. I mean, I have to do work. Awesome. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. I, I thought this was a great scene by uh, Ann Davis. Just the, yeah. the small little subtleties in her facial expressions. Just tiny little things tell such a big story. Like so. Mm-hmm. Um, but they say good comedians are always you know, good dramatic actors. So I don't think that would be any different with Ann Davis. Um, yeah. But also Carol, it seems maybe, I maybe I, I was misreading, but it kind of seemed like Carol began to put two and two together. You know what I mean? And she just didn't quite get there in time, but it seemed like she was just like, yeah, I don't know. So there's some bullshit. You know what I mean? That's the feeling I got. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's too bad Mike wasn't here because Mike would have been yeah. able to, Wherever the hell Mike was, which they never even mentioned where. Well, they could have said, oh, he's off on a business trip or something. But yeah. you imagine he comes back and like, where the fuck is Alice? Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't happened? you call me? <laughs> but um, <laughs> would have been yeah, I, I, Alice quit. Well, what did the kids do? <laughs> well, I don't know, Mike. I didn't talk to the kid. You didn't talk to the kids. Obviously, they did it. Like, what did they say to her to piss her off? So that's how that conversation would have went. Right. <laughs> Uh, but I wrote Alice is really good in the scene. She's really good yeah. in this whole episode, really. She's um, she's a real person with actual feelings, not some dumb, goofy, wacky housekeeper <laughs> that just yeah. shrugs off falling off a ladder and into a paint bucket, you know, like she usually does. She actually I mean, had like real feelings and real things to say, you know. 
she plays the character like somebody that has quirks, somebody that perhaps has had guy trouble because of how, how odd her personality is. Um, and that comes through sometimes in scenes comedy wise when, when Alice gets into something or she cries about something or whatever. But yeah, I thought this was a good episode to give, to give the character. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. Scene 15 in the kitchen. We see the housekeeper with her head in the fridge as Greg and Marsha come home from school. Greg is saying, well, you should have seen the look on Lester's face when he found out his sneakers were filled with the shaving cream. (laughs) Marsha, (laughs) Marsha giggles as Kay says, hi, to which Marsha replies, hi, you're not Alice. Mm-hmm. Kay introduces herself saying, no, I'm not. I'm Kay. Okay. Greg and Marsha introduce themselves with a hi. Marsha then asks, where's Alice? Kay simply tells her gone. And you are. Marsha introduces mm-hmm. herself saying Marsha, but continues her questioning asking, what do you mean gone? Kay coldly answers, well, packed up and went. Kay continues familiarizing herself with the kids, asking Greg, and you are? To which he answers, Greg. Greg pauses and asks, where? Kay again coldly answers, back home. Marsha, seemingly shocked by this, asks, for good? To which Kay answers, seems so. Marsha, still not getting it, asks, Alice just took off like that? I can't believe it. Kay simply answers, you can believe it. Greg <laughs> half smiles and says, thanks. I thought this was such a good scene. Yeah. Because Kay knows why she left. Kay knows the kids oh, are yeah. fucking... Kay knows everything, yeah. Fucking asshole little dipshits. Yep. And, yep. and so she's like, well, maybe she didn't treat her like shit. You know? Exactly. Yep. And she's also keeping to that, you know, housekeeper code, not to get too close <laughs> to the kids. So she's That's what like, I put, too. Yep, she left. Yep. What do you mean yep. she's gone? Well, she picked up her suitcase. She put all of her belongings <laughs> in it and then walked out the door. Like, so she left. That's what you do when you walk out the door. <laughs> yeah. I put the <sighs> same thing. I was like, she, she knew what the fuck was up. So I, I love how cold she was about it. And I hope, yeah, I awesome. hope that she was secretly digging it deeper just to get back to those little shits for Alice's sake. Hell yeah. I, you know, she was, I thought it was yeah. awesome. <laughs> All right, scene 16. Up in the boys' room, Peter and Bobby are on Greg's bed with Greg sitting in a chair next to it. Bobby begins saying, gee, I never thought Alice would leave. Peter pipes up, defending them, saying, we were just kind of ignoring her for squealing on us. Greg, who seems upset, says she didn't even say goodbye. Peter adds to it, saying she could have at least left a note. Bobby reasons that maybe Alice doesn't like them anymore. Greg stands up and says, well, if that's the way she feels about it, it's okay with me. Maybe she's doing us a big favor by leaving. Nothing but a lever. (laughs) Peter and Bobby begin adopting Greg's attitude, each saying, yeah, fuck Alice. Mm. (laughs) I'm kind of surprised that they're not more upset. Yeah. Um, Especially, I guess, especially Peter and Bobby. Um, but I yeah. mean, cause they, they have to see how they've been treating her like shit all these years. They have to see that, especially Greg <laughs> as old as he is, but also, yeah. um, she's been there as long as Bobby remembers. Mm-hmm. 
that Bobby has never known a time without Alice and Peter probably doesn't either because Peter's right. only a couple of years older than Bobby. So that means if she came in when Bobby was a baby, mm-hmm. then that means Peter was like two. So that means Peter and Bobby both don't remember a time when Alice wasn't there. Yeah. And by, I mean, if let's say that Greg was five, Greg probably remembers Alice coming in, but he doesn't clearly remember before Alice's no. time. All three so they boys should be a lot more upset. Known her their whole lives. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm a little surprised they're not more upset about it. Especially Bobby. I mean, because Bobby technically, like, she didn't do anything to Bobby. <laughs> you know, right, he's, right. She, he's just going by what they tell him. Like, oh, yeah, she right. squealed on us. He could have been like, well, you shouldn't have fucking broke your face or broke the fucking thing. Exactly. Like, yeah. And then lied about it and then making her do it. Like, yeah. she didn't do anything to me. That's your yeah. problem. And my problem. <laughs> um, but yeah. Scene 17. Well, my note was, yeah, fuck Alice. Sorry. Go ahead. I already <laughs> said it. Yeah. Up in the girls' room, the girls seem to be talking about the same thing. We see Marsha saying, <laughs> we see Marsha saying, well, let's look on the bright side. At least we don't have to worry about being snitched on anymore. Oh, Jan pipes up saying, right. Oh shit. Now no more reports to mom and dad. What's that? Jan, Jan pipes up now, huh? She does. Yeah. Cause she's the middle one. That's <laughs> only the middle right. ones can pipe up. I don't know if you realize that. Um, <laughs> but, but look who you put next. Cindy pipes up again. Oh, or even not, not, Yeah, Cindy pipes up last, adding, I bet Kay's not a snitch like Alice. Oh, <laughs> Marsha tries to look on the bright side, suggesting maybe we'll like her even better. Followed by Jan adding, we probably will. And finally, Cindy <laughs> saying, sure. And then my note once again is, yeah, fuck Alice. <laughs> they've They've already known her for like, They've only known her for like three years. So like yeah. who really gives a shit what they think? Like, like <laughs> they didn't like the idea of her being family anyways. So, I mean, I don't really right. put too much stock in it. Just another say. housekeeper, you know, just another yeah. house. And once again, Cindy, like, um, you know, Alice didn't do anything to Cindy. Exactly. Or really to Jan either. It's true. She just told her to put her glasses on. Oh yeah, God! How dare she? What a bitch! But I mean, yeah, she didn't Alice. tell on. She didn't tattle on her. She didn't squeal on her. And she's like, you should probably wear your glasses. Like, I oh, don't tell me what to do. You fucking maid. Why don't you go wash her fucking dishes? I didn't know you were done with the kitchen already. The only time you could tell me what to do is when it's dinner time. You tell me to come down and eat. How about that? Uh, all right. <laughs> Scene 18, down the living room slash dining room, we see Kay setting the table for dinner when Bobby runs in with Cindy saying, I bet you can't work this puzzle. Kay stays professional saying, sorry, I don't have time for puzzles and walks back into the kitchen. After she walks away, Bobby leans into Cindy and says, Alice used to bet with us all the time. Remember, you know, yesterday, you know, (laughs) she can never work the puzzle. Cindy smiles and says, Sure she could. Bobby argues back saying she could not. Cindy, still smiling, says she could too. She just wanted to make you feel good. I, my only note is, oh shit, I bet that medicine's bitter. Oh, I bet it is. Like mm, Because the, as cold as they were, when they were just straight and to the point, that's exactly how Kay is. Kay's like, um, nope, don't have time. Kay's sticking to the code and Hell you know yeah, she's she fucking... I hope she's fucking texting Alice like these fucking kids. They were like, will you play with us? And I was like, fuck playing with you. I'm, I'm busy exactly. doing work. 
And they were like, oh, damn. And I was like, fuck yeah. They're like, bitch. So, like that. I got you, Alice. Scene a 19. Out in the driveway, we see Greg and Peter passing the basketball back and forth. When Greg misses, he asks Peter to give him a point. Pretty sure that's not how the game is played, but Jenny can tell us <laughs> if that's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> Greg goes out into the yard and catches the ball and says hi to Kay. He then gets the idea asking, hey, how about you and Peter against me, two on one? Hmm. Kay simply answers, sorry, housekeeper doesn't play basketball. She keeps the house. <laughs> Peter pipes up saying, but Alice used to play with us. Greg starts to laugh, telling Kay how it used to crack him up when she used to shoot the ball. Greg then begins to do what, what me and you always call the granny shot. Yeah. You know, where you spread your legs and throw the ball, you know. That's how you always out. shoot a basketball though, Jimmy. That's how I do it, yeah. But other people <laughs> on TV, they get all fancy and shit. It's like, still goes into basket, doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> the boys both laugh. Kay does not. Okay. She simply puts her hand on her hip and tells them, that was Alice. I'm Kay. Kay. And walks away. Like a motherfucking boss. Hell yeah. She picks up Mike. Mike comes out of nowhere. She picks him up and drops him in the yard. Like, I'm fucking Kay. And then she leaves. Stop and Mike is like, that. why do people keep dropping me? What the hell? Yeah. So that should have been the name of the episode. Was That was Alice. I'm Kay. Like, yeah. that should have been the name of the episode. It would have been awesome. <laughs> mm-hmm. That made me think of South Park. Like, okay. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> my only note is fuck the Brady's. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, all right, scene 20. Up in the girls' room, we see Jan and Marsha going through cassette tapes with Kay in the background putting away clothes. Jan holds up a tape and tells Marsha, I got this one from Loretta. As she pops in the tape. As the music plays, Marcia seems very impressed, saying how neat it is. She calls for Kay, asking her, isn't that great for dancing? She then tells Kay how Alice used to make up the craziest steps. Jan chimes in, saying, remember the one she called the mug wump? What? That's what, what, what they called it, the mug wump. Mug wump. Yeah. Jan then... Uh, never mind. Jan then gets up and begins doing the mug wump, but pumping her arms up and down. <laughs> it's just do it for us real quick, Jimmy. Like do it. Do well. I'm, do I'm it doing it under anyway. the table right now. You just can't see it. Yeah. I can see you. Yeah, we're like this. Is yeah, that that's, that's the mug yeah. wump. That's the mug wump. There you go. <laughs> so she's doing the mug wump by pumping her arms down each leg. Kay sees this and simply tells them, looks pretty silly to me, and walks out, leaving the girls feeling pretty stupid, like a motherfucking bouse. And then Mike comes out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it, stop doing that. I, I think all the people, li- <laughs> I think all the people listening should, next time you're out in a club or a bar or whatever and you're dancing, you should start doing the mug wump. Right. It's just if you watch the episode, you see Jan do it. And if anybody comes up and says anything, just be like, step off, I'm doing the wump. <laughs> and if you get a buddy oh, named Mike, just pick him up and drop him. <laughs> <laughs> no, you you've heard that song, right? Like um the, the Humpty Dance. The Humpty Dance. Like, step off, I'm doing the wump. 
<laughs> um, it's a new TikTok my, craze. I put down K is badass. <laughs> <laughs> She's so getting back at them for Alice. And then oh, the last yeah. note I have is you know, fuck the breeze. <laughs> yeah, I wrote K's is savage. It was awesome. <laughs> hmm. Scene 21. Down in the family room, we see Carol at the table reading the newspaper as Kay comes in with a cup of coffee, to which Carol thanks her. Kay then says, if you don't need me for anything, I'd like to get on home. Carol says, all right, but tells her unless she'd like to stay and watch some TV with me. Some TV with me. TV. (laughs) She then tells Kay how Alice used to do that every once in a while. Kay politely says, no, thank you, Mrs. Brady. I want her to be like, I'm Kay. I'm not Carol or I'm not Alice. I want her to do that. But <clears throat> Carol, <laughs> Carol begins to think about it as she laughs and says, I always ended up watching her programs. <laughs> Kay drops some truth on Carol saying, I have my own TV set at home. So if you'd like to excuse me, I'll go get my things. <laughs> <laughs> Carol, <laughs> Carol, perhaps put put in her place, says, oh, all right. Good night, Kay. Okay. As she leaves, Greg and Marsha walk in. Carol, desperate for some TV companions, says, hi, kids. Would you like to watch some TV with me? <laughs> Greg simply says, um, no, Mom. <laughs> We'd kind of like to talk to you. Carol cheerfully says, sure. What's up? Marsha begins saying, we wanted to talk to you about Alice. Carol replies, Alice, what about her? Greg slowly begins saying, well, we think we know why she left and took the other job. Marsha cuts in saying, it was our fault. All of us kids weren't being very nice to her. Greg adds, sort of given to the cold shoulder treatment. Carol, apparently still studying English, says, cold shoulder? <laughs> Marsha explains further saying, yeah. Marsha explains further saying, <laughs> Carol's so stupid, sorry. <laughs> oh like, my God. I called shoulder. What? I was like, <laughs> shoulder, what's that? <laughs> and the kids are like, uh, is dad here? Like, where is dad anyway? <laughs> he had a business trip with, Al- with the black shoulders? girl down the street. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Alice had shoulders? What the fuck? Yeah, um, <laughs> um. <laughs> All right. I'm trying to keep my finger. I'm trying to keep my smile. Marsha explains further saying, well, we figured she wasn't our friend anymore. Carol perhaps still getting <laughs> Carol perhaps getting upset asks, why on earth would you think a thing like that? Greg answers saying, well, because she was squealing on us. Carol shocked to hear this and still having trouble with the damn English asks squealing on you. <sighs> what is what is the kids? What what is squealing? <laughs> what words are you using? This damn slang. <laughs> Greg explains further, saying, "Like with Pete and me breaking the lamp." Marcia adds, "And me leaving the record player on." Carol begins getting pissed at Greg, saying, "For your information, young man, Alice didn't squeal on you. 
I asked her to tell me what happened, and I told her I wanted to know the truth. She then turns to Marcia, saying, And as for you, she absolutely had no idea why I asked about the record player. Absolutely none. Marcia, who is shocked by what Carol is saying, says, She said that? And I didn't believe her. Greg begins to pace, finally turning to Carol, raising his voice, saying, We didn't want her to leave. Carol gives Greg an angry look, asking, do you blame her? Hmm. Marsha apologizes to Carol, because, you know, that makes it better. Hmm. And admits that all the kids want Alice back. But Carol tells them exactly what they need to hear, saying, I'm afraid sorry won't help. Sometimes Hmm. when you push people too far, you just can't bring them back again. Seeing defeat, Greg says, come on, Marsha. As they both leave the family room... In a sad huff. Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like maybe that's where Mike is. She's like trying to tell him. <laughs> Sometimes when you push she people. She seems on edge, they, yeah. When we push people for they don't come back. Yeah. But your father's coming back, though. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I thought yeah. it was fucking hilarious, so. She's like, hey, you want to watch TV? I know you're done with work. You want to watch TV? She's like, nope. I'm, I feel I'm, I'm going to go home. And she's like, go home? What the fuck? She's like, you're not going to live here 24-7? <laughs> and she's like, nope. I got my own TV at home. <laughs> so that, I mean, if that's, that's the awesome. case, if she has enough to live on her own, Carol or uh, Alice must have so much money in her bank account. Yeah. Think about it. If this lady has, and she's living there? Holy shit. Yep. Alice is freaking rich. Um, mm-hmm. I put down, I, I love Kay. <laughs> I really hope she stays because she's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. She tells the Brady's kind of what they need to hear. And I hope Alice gets rich and hires Carol as a housekeeper because that would be awesome. <laughs> as my last, <laughs> she needs a job. my last note is fuck the Brady's. <laughs> even Mike said fuck the Brady's. That's why he's not even exactly. in this episode. Damn, I'm, right. not, I'm not I'm not any part of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, scene 22. As Marsha and Greg leave the family room and exit into the kitchen, they see Kay in the kitchen gathering her things together. Marsha gives Greg a look as she turns to Kay and asks, I guess you heard. Kay simply answers, yes, I heard. Greg seems defensive as he says, we didn't mean we don't like you, Kay. Kay sort of grins saying, I understand. Marsha, realizing how the Brady kids have been affecting people, says, we sure spread sunshine around. (laughs) 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 Sunshine day. As the kids leave, Kay puts her hand on her hip and thinks. Mm. (laughs) I think Kay kind of wanted to get involved. I I feel like she had this inkling about her. She's like that she was seeing what was going on and she kind of wanted to get involved, like maybe give Alice a call because she knows she's in contact with Alice. Oh, yeah. Um, Or maybe pull the kids aside and be like, well, you know, you really hurt Alice's feelings. But then again, fuck the Brady's. Then again, Kay's like, bitch, I'm clocked out. (laughs) I'm not (laughs) fucking about anything you say right now. I can bring this fucking coffee out to this lady so I can go the fuck home and watch my fucking TV shows. Catch up on my stories. <laughs> Scene 23. The next day in the family room, we see Jan and Peter walking in. See Kay screwing her out of the vacuum cleaner. 
Hmm. Before the kids can leave, we hear Kay say, Hey kids, strangest coincidence happened to me last night. I was visiting a friend and we had coffee in this restaurant and guess who I bumped into. The kids asked who and Kay tells them Alice. The kids get super excited asking if it was here in town to which Kay tells them. Yes. When the kids beg to be told where she tells them the golden spoon at fourth and Oak Jan, perhaps thinking it's too good to be true asks, are you sure it's her? Kay tells them <laughs> positive. There's only one Alice. Peter laughs and says, damn right. No, he's, <laughs> you can, no, Peter says, you can say that again. So Kay says, there's only one out. No, um, Jan, thanks. <laughs> Jan, thanks Kay with a hug as they run off. <laughs> I thought the hug was interesting. Yeah. That's kind of funny. Cause they're like, um, are you sure it was Alice? Like, yes. Like, are you sure? Cause I, I think you only see her at the conventions. Like, <laughs> I know Alice. <laughs> we're, we're Just because she had a blue shirt on doesn't mean it's Alice. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like, when, like when I got from that conversation was like, like they ran, she ran into Alice. Like, oh, she was at the restaurant too. But they're like, where? Tell us where. Like, well, because well, they think she's, she's be out of town there again. <laughs> I saw her they last think she night. moved home. I know, but like. Like, hey, I saw, like, a friend of yours that oh. you know at the store the other day. <laughs> what store was it? Let's go. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Well, she's not still there. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know yeah. That was kind of thinking that, too. Like, why? What make them think that she's still there? Um, <laughs> I thought the scene was kind of strange. Um, yeah. Just because Kay is so, was, has been so quiet and everything, and now all of a sudden she's like, guess what? Now, it's almost like she's gossiping to the kids. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah. you got to kind of like, why does she really care? Like she obviously doesn't talk to Alice because Alice seems surprised. So True. maybe she just feels bad. I don't know. But you know what She's I, breaking you know what code. I would have, you know what I would have said if I was gay? What? Fuck the Brady's. <laughs> well, I think she's more doing it for Alice, you know, because she, now that she'd be like, oh, I guess they are sorry or whatever. And Fuck they don't really want to see her go. <laughs> and I, I apologize for how long the scene is. This is a really strange scene to write. This next one, yeah. uh, it's a lot of like trying to describe actions going back and forth quickly and stuff. So I, if it falls apart, I apologize. It's I, <laughs> I did the best I could. <clears throat> All right, scene twenty-four. We are now at the new job of Alice. When the scene opens, we see Alice in a pink uniform taking an order from someone. That's two toasts and coffees, one bacon, lettuce, and tomato with coffee, and that'll be right up. Alice then goes behind the counter to put in the order and help more people. As Alice is behind the counter, the kids walk in. Greg tells the manager they need a table for six, and he seats them at a booth. Luckily, in front of the <laughs> luckily in front of the camera. <laughs> oh my God, we just happen to have one right here in front of this camera. <laughs> um, he throws some menus down telling them there you are enjoy your food apparently he doesn't recognize them from his whole job when he owned the <laughs> store that sold Peter the magic trick or when he worked at the hardware store when the boys broke Carol's vase which huh they broke the mm. lamp this time as the kids are all looking at the menus they peek over and see Alice and they say there she is as they're looking, the manager brings them over water on a tray and walks away. 
Alice walks over to take their order and see who it is, stopping in shock and finally saying, Hi! The kids all look at her and smile. The mood is super awkward as Alice finally <laughs> says, I just got back in town. I totally left. Right? That other job I had didn't work out. This is a good job, though. Good tips. Just then, the manager comes over, calling Alice's name and pointing to a table. Alice replies what he is saying and turns to the table, saying, Oh, yeah, be right with you in a, mo in a moment, folks. Alice then continues trying to tell her story to the kids, saying, It really is an interesting job. I meet a lot of interesting people. The kids all agree, saying, I'm sure you do. Alice finally gets around to asking the kids, What are you doing around here anyway? All the kids look at each other for an answer. Marsha finally speaks up, saying, We're just passing by. Alice, perhaps not believing them, asks, Passing by? Greg speaks up, saying, Sure, on our way home from school. Alice, calling them out on their bullshit, says, That's interesting, you all go to different schools. <laughs> <laughs> finally, a customer at another table speaks up to Alice, saying, Miss, I'm in a hurry. Alice, remembering she's at work, says, Oh yeah, I'll be right there. Alice then turns to her attention back to the table, asking the kids, how are the folks? And Marcia says, dad's still gone. <laughs> <laughs> all the kids answer at different times, saying, well, we haven't seen dad since all this happened. <laughs> Damn it. You have the same joke. <laughs> the manager comes over again, saying, the customers are waiting. Alice lies through her teeth. Shocking. It's like, yeah. it's like. It's becoming a problem. <laughs> <laughs> telling him that she's taking an order. The manager raises his voice, telling her to take the order and get a move on. Greg tells Alice that they should probably order something as the same customer speaks up again, saying, Miss, do you mind? Huh? <laughs> Alice turns to him and tells him one minute. Okay, first of all, well, it just seems unprofessional. Like she's with... She's with customers. Exactly, yeah. And he's like, you need to fucking, like, get with customers. Like, I'm fucking with customers. Like, oh, well, yeah. you need to fucking hurry up. Yeah. Well, plus, like, he can't get his fat ass over there and bring that food there? Like, if that's yeah. the case, then fucking bring it. Like, what is it? You're just standing there anyways, bringing people water. <laughs> anyway. Alice, getting frantic, turns to the kids to take their orders. Peter orders first, ordering a glass of milk and a chocolate donut. Alice writes down... Milk and a plain donut. Peter corrects her, um, telling her no chocolate. But Alice reminds him that chocolate makes him break out. Just then, rude-ass manager comes over again with an Alice. Alice turns to the kids and tells them he's a very nervous man. <laughs> <laughs> she then turns her attention to Bobby, saying, Bobby, Will you stop drinking everyone else's water? You won't have any room left for your food. Alice, now on a roll, asks, who's next? Marcia speaks up, saying, I'll have a caramel fudge sundae. Alice corrects her, too, saying, one fruit cup. <laughs> too much caramel sundae makes too much Marcia. <laughs> I so that was that a fat awesome. joke? Yeah. <laughs> Cindy says, then I'll have the caramel fudge sundae. Alice smiles and says, good, two fruit cups. <laughs> the other kids laugh at Alice's correction. Jan is sitting there at the menu, still saying, I don't know what I want. 
Alice looks up from her paper and tells Jan, well, don't squint. Put your glasses on. Jan thanks Alice, but looks like she wants to say something else, but can't. Greg speaks up and says, Alice, we missed you. Somehow this gives Jan the courage to speak up too, as she says, we're sorry for what we did. Even though Jan didn't do anything, but anyway. Exactly. Marsha is now inspired, saying, we didn't mean to treat you that way. Cindy says, we love you, Alice, as Peter confesses, we know you didn't squeal on us, Alice. Bobby adds, honest, Alice. You know, like, Alice is like, yeah, I fucking told you that. <laughs> oh, thank you for telling the truth, finally. I appreciate it. <laughs> and then Alice she's like, what? To- I'm ordering right now. Like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Alice begins to sob, asking them, you mean you really miss me? All the kids answer at once in confirmation. Alice, now in tears, admits to them that every time she goes by the telephone, she wants to phone them, and that the other day, she took a taxi just so she can look at the house. Oh. And like, oh, so you're stalking us. Okay, cool. (laughs) Alice then tells them, you have no idea how much I've missed you. The manager, now seeing Alice sitting on the job, comes over yet again, yelling, Alice! This time, Alice excitedly tells him, These are the Bradys! The manager, not missing a beat, tells Alice, Marvelous! And these are customers! (laughs) I thought that was funny. They'd like a word with you if you don't mind. (laughs) Alice, who's not even hearing what he's saying, says... You, you've got, yeah. You have got no idea how much I miss these kids. The manager, now fed up, tells Alice, "Perhaps I can arrange for you to spend more time with them, all day, if you get the point." Alice, completely inspired, says, "You're right." Oh, thank you, Mister Foster. As she gets up and takes off her apron and hands it to him, she thanks the manager and turns to the kids, saying, "Come on, kids, let's go home." Aww. All the kids cheer. Before they can leave, the manager stops them asking, Wait a minute, where do you think you're going? Alice, full of passion and confidence, says, I got my old job back, Mr. Foster, and I'm never going to leave it again. Everyone cheers again as they all run out. Hmm. So I I did a little deep dive. Okay. This, This location is now a mobile gas station parking lot oh like the company mobile um it's oh. a mobile gas station parking lot at 3222 i'm gonna murder murder this name kahuanga boulevard in west los angeles okay. what's strange is it's 2.8 miles or a seven minute drive from the brady mm-hmm. bunch house so it's totally feasible that hmm. that that alice could work here oh yeah and then still take a short taxi ride to go look at the house. Hmm. She could, if she really wanted to, she could walk to the house from here. Well, I mean, it's like <clears throat> almost three miles away. I, mean, I guess so. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of neat. Huh, that um, neat. The writing on the windows on the scene didn't match the establishing shot. Right. But that's, that's, um, yeah, that customer is super annoying. I, like my <laughs> note is just shut the fuck up, dude. You order just. I did put down, you know, can't the manager get off his ass and just bring their fucking food? But anyways, yeah. um, the scene felt like it was two people like who used to date seeing each other. Like 
<laughs> for the first <laughs> time after they broke up. That's kind of what it yeah. felt like. So, like, so, you know, like, how are your parents doing? You know, that kind of stuff. <clears throat> um, and what's up with Marsh's fat joke? Like, that surprised me. I'm like, what? <laughs> that was funny. Um, yeah, that was funny. And also, Jan looked so happy to be told by Alice to put her glasses on. <laughs> and also, fuck those customers. <laughs> I had to I had to continue the tradition. Yeah, no, for sure. So like, is she was so inspired? It's like, yay, she's training in her pink uniform for the, the blue one. <laughs> it's like it's literally the same uniform. I know. <clears throat> so like, does she still have a job? Like, you know, she can come walking in. And she thinks be like, she does. What the fuck you doing here? <laughs> like, what are you doing here? Like, I thought you were like in. North Dakota or yeah. wherever the hell she's from. They like might be Ohio. like, we can't trust you anymore. No, you can't work here. You <laughs> right. lied and said that you had another well, job. the kids said they miss me. Like, I got you, but the kids don't write your paycheck. Exactly. I do. We have yeah. Kay. Kay's been doing a good job. Carol's <laughs> like, no, I can shop. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Right. Scene 25. Down in the kitchen, we see Alice and Carol at the kitchen table sharing a coffee pot. Mm. Carol begins saying, oh, Alice, I can't tell you how good it is to have you back. Alice admits that she has been pinching herself to be sure she really is. Mm. Carol tells her she really believed the story about her Uncle Winston. Alice (laughs) tells Carol she may not be the best housekeeper, but she's a pretty good liar. (laughs) Something to brag about. (laughs) Alice yeah. then asks if Kay worked out all right. Carol tells her that Kay was fabulous. The house mm. was always spotless. She relined the kitchen cupboards. She ironed the clothes without a wrinkle. She vacuumed the drapes. Now laughing, she tells Alice, wait till you hear this. She even dusted the garage. <laughs> she then asks, want to know something, Alice? Alice, now fearing she'll lose her job, asks what? (laughs) Carol gets serious and tells Alice it was one of the worst weeks we have ever had. Mm -hmm. They both laugh as Carol (laughs) points her finger and tells her not to ever do that shit again. (laughs) And they both hug. God. So how was Kay? Like, oh, she was good. She, she, man, she like, she vacuumed. And she like <laughs> iron drapes and she even get this. She cleaned the garage. What? Isn't that amazing? But she wouldn't do puzzles. She wouldn't watch TV with me. She wouldn't play basketball with a kid. Like, fuck, really? I guess she found time in her day to do more work better than you did. Huh. So, you know, you, you know, Funny. when, when Carol and Mike first met, right? Yeah. There was probably some kind of conversation about her being concerned that Alice is a live-in maid, right? Yeah. And you mm-hmm. know at some point Alice was like, what? I'm just the maid. Nothing's ever happened. <laughs> Alice just admitted that she's better at lying than she is a housekeeper. <laughs> that means it's true. that her and Mike fucked. That I think it's it. telling more than that. I yeah. think that she you was she never a housekeeper. <laughs> and... Just Carol came to Mike's apartment or Mike's house earlier than expected one day and said, mm. what the fuck is this? And she's like, this is my housekeeper. <clears throat> she lives oh. here. <laughs> oh, so you think she's still a little side thing? 
No, I just think that's what it was, and they had to keep the lie going for this many oh, years shit. now. Okay. So, I don't think she was ever a housekeeper. I th- I still think her and Mike fucked. Yeah, that's my point. Yep. <laughs> like I think they she's were fucking. At- Carol came to over to Mike's house too soon one day, caught him <laughs> together, and like, who the fuck is this? This is my housekeeper. She lives here. Yeah. I think she's really good at polishing knobs, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Catch what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Well, that's the end of the episode. That's the end of the episode. All right. That's That was a fun one. That was a dramatic one. I feel like I've been on dramatic. a journey. Yeah. Yeah. A journey. Yeah. Don't stop. Believe. <laughs> I was going to break into a song too, but I was trying to think of what's the journey song. How funny would it have been if we both would have broke into it? I, you were like, I was sitting here thinking, going, Journey, Journey, what song do they have? What song? And then you started singing. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> All right. So I got a couple of things to read. Mm, uh, okay. One, the first one is a review on Apple Podcasts. Oh. Okay. So just to get this out of the way for you, Jimmy, it's five stars. Oh, nice. And you yeah. don't have to pause it because you have your new iMac. Because <laughs> usually you pause FaceTime <laughs> oh, and I have yeah, to just yeah, look yeah. at a blurry screen. Yep. So, so this is this one comes to us from Patsy Clownfly67. That is such an awesome name. I'm not trying to make fun of anything, but that's an awesome name. That's a great name. <clears throat> I think it's Yiddish, I think. I have no Clownfly. idea, but that's an awesome name. Clownfly like, is the Yiddish. Thank you. 100% kudos to your name. That's an awesome name. <laughs> Um, and the subject says great Brady commentary. Nice. So it says, I watched the Brady bunch when I was a kid, each episode, maybe 30 times over in reruns all these years later, listening to this podcast. I remember (laughs) all those details, no rewatch necessary. I can picture it all clearly. Hosts have good chemistry, just hanging vibe, good humor. Some of the laughing makes me laugh. (laughs) <laughs> Nicely done, fools. Winky smiley face. Like she literally wrote winky smiley face. That's cool. Oh yeah. Thanks, Patsy Clownfly67. Is that uh, is that her age or is that part of the name? It's part of the name. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's cool. She might have been born in 67, maybe. Maybe. All right, we got an email from okay. also another interesting name. Uh his name is Clegg nice. Ventra. Clegg Ventra. We've mentioned him in the in a past episode. Yeah, he is. I think he wrote in about the piercing, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <clears throat> so he says, hi, gents. As encouraged by your podcast, listeners have been asked to vote. I had a vision that Technado <laughs> should not undertake <laughs> said activity. I fear it would become the modern day Hawaiian tiki, and you may be <laughs> accosted by a modern day Vincent Price. So it's a no from this Bradyac. (laughs) Anyway, however, I would like to acknowledge how enjoyable your podcast is and how even as fans, we can happily dissect the show while respecting and loving it. There Mm -hmm. you go. Exactly. Thank you. So favorite quirks components for me are (laughs) one, if Alice is truly quote, one of the family, what is her overlords insisted on being called Mr. Brady and Mrs. Brady? This isn't, this isn't high school. Call me Mike <laughs> would have been a lovely gesture, but that's no. true. I agree with that. Second bullet point. 
Apart from briefly in the first episode, why do none of the children mention their deceased slash divorced real mother slash father? Is this yeah. evidence of some sort of memory wipe? It's kind of sad <laughs> that this is ignored. <laughs> yeah. No, that's bothered me too. Like, cause <clears throat> as, as somebody that lost a parent as a, as, as a teenager, like I would have loved to hear their take on it, to hear what the kids were thinking and what they were saying. Even if I called bullshit on, it, I'm like, <laughs> that's not how kids think. I still would have liked to hear it. So. For sure. All right. Next one it says, what incriminating evidence does Alice have over Mike? Alice gets <laughs> very, <laughs> Alice gets her own very own room and booty calls from Samuel Butcherburger. Yep. Yet the kids <laughs> share rooms. <clears throat> Did Mike do something highly inappropriate and Alice has proof? At what age was Alice when Mike first employed her? I, I didn't oh, think she- about Sam wanting to tenderize that rump roast. I didn't think about that. But uh, but yeah, that's a good point, though. <laughs> he probably comes in and slips through the garage. You know, the the interior <laughs> garage that we're not supposed to know about? Yeah, That's in the right. establishing shots? Yeah. He slips his meat through the back door? Yeah. yeah. He tenderizes that rump roast. (laughs) Given Mike is a hotshot architect, he isn't very successful. He works in a noisy den that is shared by most of the family and the kids all share rooms. Mm -hmm. I suspect Mike may not even go to work most days, just sits (laughs) in a diner and wonders where it all went wrong. (laughs) And he needs to stop yelling every time he gets home, show some class. Well, it's like we point out that he downgraded when he moved into this house because I don't, I don't think that Alice's room is a room. I think it's like an office and that's defined by whether or not it has a closet. And they don't think they showed a closet when they showed Alice's room. Maybe I'm wrong on that. Um, Hmm. So I don't think her, I think her room is like the the laundry room and they moved the washer and dryer somewhere else or something. I don't know. But Hmm. like we pointed out, I think they had a four bedroom house before because we were assuming Carol had a or we were assuming that Alice had a room in the hold house. So that's a four bedroom yeah. house. And now they have a three bedroom house. So they downgraded. Yeah. <clears throat> True. All right. Next one says Robert Reed was a brilliant actor. However, the rumor is that he enjoyed the occasional drink or 100 all day. Have oh. you noticed any occasions on the show where he appears a little affected? No, I, I haven't know. noticed. I, I haven't heard that. I don't know to be true. I don't know. Last one says, Cindy appears to struggle for her age from an intellectual perspective. I agree. Rather than laughing about it, shouldn't Mike and Carol consider a professional assessment? Maybe Mm. hire a tutor rather than a live-in servant. (laughs) Even compared to Bobby, she's kind of slow. (laughs) And the Anson saying, thanks again for, for, for providing great entertainment. Feel free to read my dribble out and have a sunshine day. Kind regards, Clegg Ventra. That was a really good point, Clegg. Yeah. Those are all good points. Yeah. I agree. 100%. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Those are all, those are great review and a great email. I love it. Love it. Keep them coming. Hell yeah. Yeah. It's funny what me and tech do a lot of time. Like what we do in our own time when we're talking and stuff is like, I think our, our significant others throughout the years have questioned how two people that's known each other so long can talk and make each other laugh for hours like me and Dak can. <laughs> like what the hell are you talking about? You've known each other so long. And that's really like what me and Tech do in our in our past, you know, that's our pastime is just joking and making <laughs> each other laugh kind of thing. So this just gives us an avenue <laughs> to do that 
that's a subject. <laughs> now we have a subject right. in front of us that we can laugh about and joke around about. So, and a lot of times we'll throw jokes in and like if tech writes the synopsis, I don't see it until I read it. And so that's a lot of times you'll hear us just start cracking up because it's the first time we've ever seen the joke. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I remember I was with a, an ex-girlfriend one time <laughs> and she goes, she asked me, she goes, have girls ever felt um, threatened by, not threatened, is that the word? Oh, have girls ever been like jealous of your relationship with Jimmy? And I was like, I was like, what's this now? And she's like, has any girl ever said that they were like jealous of your relationship or, or felt threatened by your relationship with Jimmy or something like that? She was asking. And I was like, no. I was like, do you? That would only apply if they thought you were gay. I don't know. She's like, and I was like, do you, do you feel that way or something? She's like, no, I, I don't. I'm like, but I've never ever heard anybody ever mention anything like that ever. I've never had that either. And I was like, that's, I was like, now I feel like you do. Like, she's like, no, (laughs) I don't. It's fine. I don't care. I'm like, Okay, I've just never heard that before. <laughs> well, it's like my 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 wife. She was, and you know that she was really nervous to meet you before she met you, because I had been telling her I was like, yeah, it's kind of a package deal. So if you have a problem with them, you got to kind of have a problem with me. You know, what I mean, it's when we were first dating, <laughs> and so when she when first you met you, she was super dating. nervous. What's that? <laughs> when you were and her were first dating. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> Let's make oh, it clear. oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When me and Megan were first dating, yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, that's, she was super nervous about meeting you. And then the, you know, conditions that she met you under, you know, wasn't the best either, but that's okay. <clears throat> well, I mean, you guys walked into me and I was masturbating. So, I mean. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which it was weird because we just picked that restaurant at random. So. <laughs> see, see what we're talking about, guys? I set him up and knocks him down. You know. <sighs> Uh, that was quick and witty. All right. So we had fun here today, listener. <laughs> Don't be offended. We do love the show. We're not racist or sexist. We are not. And we would like to personally thank our producers from Patreon. Because without you, this wouldn't be possible. And of course, we're talking about we get, we highlight Jim and Jenny um, every oh, episode yeah. because they're the ones that took a chance and started it all. And we'll, uh, we'll forever be thankful. So thank you. Mm-hmm. Hell Yeah. So we got some homework assignments for everybody. Uh, yes. The first one is this one's first one is for you, Clegg. Go check out the website. It's <clears throat> a very, very podcast.com. And this next one is for Patsy. I don't know. Uh, no, she already did a review. So this isn't for Patsy. Take Patsy's <laughs> example to a rate and review right. on Apple podcast, pod chaser and cast box or wherever you listen to your podcast. All right. And this one is for anyone named Susan. Tell two friends about the show. Just spread it around. And this is for anybody that has hair longer than their ears. Send an email to the show and tell us <laughs> how you'd like to di- how you like or dislike the show at a very pretty podcast at gmail.com. All right. And anybody named Marsha, which we know of one person named Marsha. Oh, yeah, we do. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, go join the Facebook group and join in the conversation and the fun at a very Brady Facebook group. That's right. It, we actually have a listener named Marsha. We do. Blew it's my awesome, mind yeah. too. Blew my mind. She was a uh, it, contest winner. This yeah. is for anybody named Ramon. 
If you'd like to be a producer, Ramon, check out Patreon at www.patreon.com slash Podcast. Hey, Brad. Brad. Go check out the Instagram at a very Brady podcast. And this is for Jason. Jason, I know you're listening, man. Follow us on Facebook, Jason, and get updates. And this one is for anybody named Hezekiah. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, they're probably Amish and they don't know how to do podcasts. So fuck oh, maybe, them. yeah. But still, they <laughs> might listen to it when somebody was passing, like walking by on their cell phone. Yeah. They might hear so, it real quick. So you, yeah, that's true. So I have to yell quickly. Hezekiah, yeah. go check out the, the retro network.com. Yes. Maybe and this is for that. anybody. I'm going to go a little bit more common. This is for anybody named Jennifer. Oh, okay. okay. Jennifer, you that's look good. Smart. You're styling, but you could do even better. So go check out the T public merch store. And the link is in the description of this episode. And again, oh, keep your eyes open because we can have a new shirt coming out soon. That's right. And this is for everybody. Go watch the Brady Bunch. Yes. And um, you can start on this next episode that Tech is going to tell you about. Take it away, Tech. All right. So on this next, thank you, Jimmy. On this next episode is season four, episode 11, entitled Greg's Triangle. Marsha thinks that a girl who is suddenly interested in Greg is actually using him so that Greg will vote for her as head cheerleader. Get this over Marsha. Oh, damn. So Marsha's jealous of Greg dating somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> it has a very special guest star on it next week, too. Um, It does. Yeah. But don't say no, it. They no, gotta watch it. No, they gotta go watch yeah, it to figure it out. Gotta wait till yeah, wait till next week. So what I what 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 I think people should do is I think you should watch this episode, or if you already know and you think they look familiar, you might have an idea, whatever. Don't look it up. Don't look on IMDb. Watch the episode. See if you can figure out who we're talking about, and let us know if you're right or not. Just be like, mm-hmm. holy crap! I didn't know that they're on this. So yeah, and it's their first mm-hmm. television appearance, first appearance ever. So that's kind of cool. True. Too. Does she play the... Did you watch it yet? No. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if she plays the girl that's interested in Greg or not, but she's hot. <laughs> that's all I got to say. <laughs> no, I thought it was... Um, I know there's a handful of episodes that um, Sherwood Schwartz's daughter is on. Yeah. And I, I thought maybe it was one of hers, because I know she's on the one where they go to the drive-in, and I think she's on... And I think she was on the Slumber Party one. Yeah, and sure. I think she's on a third one too, but I can't remember what it is. So I thought it was maybe one of hers. So that's, I looked it up for that reason. Yeah, Hope Juber, I think, was on four episodes, I think. Of the oh, was it four? Okay. I was just curious if it was one of hers coming I up. Think. I think. But yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I, <laughs> well, unless you have something else, I have been Jimmy. And I have been Tack. And this has been a very Brady podcast. And we will see you on another Sunshine Day. Keep smoking. This has been a presentation of the Retro Network.